When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Dude. Dog. Damage. It's the Lou Gallo. You never want to be in a position where you're rooting against your team. And I'm not suggesting you do so because as I sit on the couch Sunday and you sit on the couch on Sunday and 4.30 rolls around and the Giants take on the Raiders and they take on our old pal Antonio Pierce. 4.30, you got the beers, you got the wings, you got the chips, you got the whole setup because we only get so many of these throughout the year. A football Sunday, it is amazing, it is great. Honey, I'll take out the laundry after the game. Meanwhile, you do it on Tuesday. I'll remember to put the toilet seat down another time, the whole deal, right? We sit there all week waiting for these games and when we sit down, we don't want to root for our team to lose. Unfortunately, I do think we are at this point, and it sucks because it's early November and I hate having to have this. We are at this point where we have to having this discussion right now about the Giants because I do think the Giants winning games right now is bad for the future of the team. Not saying they they should tank. I'm not suggesting you should root against them. But what I am saying is the season's over. The season was lost on Sunday. The head coach is not coaching to win. There are so many frustrating things, and I'm still steaming off of Sunday because I think they should have been aggressive. The kicker was hurt. They decided to kick a field goal when the kicker was banged up. They didn't even try in overtime, and they completely blew that game, just like they completely blew the game against the Bills. And the season, with the season on the line against the Jets, it ended. So now you're in this spot, and it's an uncomfortable spot to be in in early November where wins are a bad thing. 877-337-6666. And the Giants are going to have to do a lot here. They're going to have to start evaluating the future. Now, they didn't trade Saquon Barkley, which tells me, because let's be honest, they traded Leonard Williams, and they got a good return, so I have no issue with it. You, th- you would think they'd want to trade a Dory Jackson. The report was that nobody wanted him, which I find hard to believe, but I'm going to go off the report. They did not trade Saquon Barkley. And we all know Saquon Barkley is the most valuable guy on the team as far as trade bait. They didn't do that. What does that tell me? That they are probably already having internal talks to sign Saquon to a long-term deal. That's what that tells me. Because otherwise, they would have traded him. Because off that loss, you got to be thinking, all right, where are we at? Realistically. And a team is not like fans where it's like, oh, no, we're going to win, we're going to go on a run. No, they have to start thinking, Joe Shane, Brian Dable, they have to start thinking about, okay, where are we at this season realistically? Where are we at? Can we go on a run? Can we beat teams like the Eagles? Can we beat the Cowboys? Is that even in the ballpark of realism? And the answer is it's not. So that being said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with Saquon? Are we going to trade him? Are we going to sign him to a long-term deal? They've clearly made the decision that they're going to keep him for a long time. I I truly believe that's what's going on here. Okay, so you're not trading Saquon, you're keeping him. What are we doing at quarterback? Is Daniel Jones the long-term answer? I would even be cautious of playing Daniel Jones at this point. The guy's had two bad injuries. The offensive line is still not where you want it to be. We'll see if Neal comes back, and that's not really an upgrade. Andrew Thomas, we'll see. So, like... Is it worth putting him out there at this point, risking another injury, if you think Daniel Jones is the future at quarterback? Now, I still think he is. I worry about the injuries. I worry about him being injury-prone. I worry about another hit. And that could be said for everybody in the NFL. But this is a guy now that's had two neck injuries. And, by the way, we have not gotten any kind of clarity on these injuries. None. And the Giants have been brutal and I'm st- I'm just I've had it up to here with Brian Dable with the injury stuff because there's only one Bill Belichick, right? 
There's only one Greg Popovich as far as in their sports. The cloak and dagger nonsense with the injuries, not wanting to say he suffered gamesmanship. Here's a little info. Here's a little tip here, Coach. The tape stinks, okay? You're not fooling anybody. Stop it. What's going? Why was Andrew Thomas not put on IR? Why is Gano out there kicking if he needed knee surgery? Are you serious? Then we had the stuff with Saquon. We don't know what's going on with Daniel Jones. That stuff's got to stop. If you're winning Super Bowls, fine. And you want to do the dopey back and forth with the media. And you want to be all secretive. And you want to act like it's, you know, the location of Area 51. That's all well and dandy when you're Bill Belichick. But when you're not, it just gets old real quick. Joe Judges, it was the same way. That stuff was funny and cute early on. And when the team started losing games, it got old. It got tired. And we started to mock them. So it's it's just it's a it's a slippery slope. It's a bad slope to go down. And the Giants just they've had a very bad week. They have. If you're a Brian Dable supporter, and I have been in the past, last year's Brian Dable, People's Champ, Coach of the Year, aggressive, all good. They've had a very bad week. Very bad. Not going forward on fourth down, not even trying in overtime, and then this stuff with Gano where he's going to get knee surgery, he's going on IR, they're bringing in kickers, like, come on. Like, and and Tommy DeVito as the backup. So not having Daniel Jones as your backup. You went into a Jet game with a kicker that's hurt that can't kick and a backup quarterback that can't throw. Good luck! I, I mean, honestly, that's amateur hour, frankly. And I thought the Giants had gotten past this, and I still think to a degree they have, but this year is a major, major Step backwards from last year. So there is a ton of evaluating that needs to go on right now. Ton. And as much as I'd love to sit here and I've done it in the past and give you the rah-rah and give you the pep rally and give you the speech that they're going to go on a run and they're going to rattle off four in a row and they're going to rattle off five in a row and the schedule lightens up, and it does, but right now I can't say with any sort of confidence that the Giants are going to win any games. 877-337-6666 because they're not playing to win. And they're not playing aggressively. And Daniel Jones off the injury, I have no idea what to expect. No idea. Because to me, if I had to put it on, I'm only on the radio here, but if I had to give my opinion on it, I would say that Daniel Jones is going to be the Daniel Jones we saw all year, which is a guy that's frazzled, a guy that's going to be inaccurate, a guy that's not going to make the right decisions. I don't think the time off does anything for you because I think he's that rattled. And I got to think the injury is in the back of his mind. And I understand that the Raiders, outside of Max Crosby, who's a beast, is not the greatest of pass rushing teams. I understand that. But still, you have one of the best pass rushers in the league lining up against you. And you have an offensive line, at least when Daniel Jones has been under center, that has not played well. So I just don't think mentally he's going to be great going into this start. Physically, he's just a mess. And again, I'm a huge Daniel Jones supporter. I just think the Giants are in in the need of a reset. And it's a tough pill to swallow in November. It is. And I'd love nothing more for them to go on a run. As a fan, I would love for them to go on on a run. But me sitting here talking to you right now in the Lugauer, I don't see it. And it's a tough conversation to have, but losses right now are what's best for business, as they say, and wins are just not. Like, that's where they're at right now. They're not a good team. They're a bad team. They're one of the worst teams in football. They are a mess right now, uh, both on and off the field, quite frankly. And they don't seem to have their house in order. It is shocking to me off of last year what they've become this season. 877-337-6666. Chris in the Bronx. What's up, Chris? Hey, Luke. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. Listen, I gotta give you credit because you're about the only one I hear really ripping Brian Daybolt, and I think he is having a terrible year. Well, you know what it is, Chris, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say this about other people. But I will say this: I am all about the rah rah stuff. I'm all about pumping a team up. But when they stink, when they suck, when they do stupid stuff, I will call them out. So I'm not a homer from that perspective. I will rip coaches and rip players when they deserve it, and Brian Dable does. You're absolutely right. He is having a terrible year after he had a great hundred percent when he first got there. I mean, to not go for it, fourth and one against the Jets, and I'm a Jets fan, but I was watching that game, and I said, we're done. Saquon's eating up yards. They got momentum. They got the ball. They, the clock is running down. He's going to get one yard, fourth and one, and the game is over. Yeah. And the guy didn't go for it. I was shocked 
And he's just having a horrible You know what, Chris? You actually you have a great perspective on this because you're not a Giant fan. You're a Jet fan. And as a Jet fan, you wanted them to kick the field goal there, which tells you they should have went for it because you feared them Absolutely. going for it because that I, puts the game on ice. You lose. Exactly. Giants win. And we're having a totally different discussion this week. You know what we're talking about all this week? Robert Sala's a boob. He's clueless. He doesn't know what he's doing, which is a discussion for another day. And we're not killing, or I, at least I'm not, Brian Dable because they would have went for the win and would have won with the season on the line. You're absolutely right, and that's what I was thinking as I'm watching. I'm like, well, this game's over. Saquon's going to get a yard. We couldn't stop him for the last 20 no. minutes. He's going to go for it, and he didn't go for it. I was shocked and happy, and the Jets wound up stealing a win. Yep. Thanks only to Brian Dale. Yep, and it was embarrassing. It was cowardly. It was, it was wimpy. Any word you want to use there. And even if you want to say, and the, other, the counter to this would be, well, the Jet defense, they know Saquon's getting the ball. You know Saquon's getting the ball. The guy or gal selling beer knows Saquon's getting the ball. Okay, fine. Then do something creative. Do something creative. You sent the kicker out there that needs knee surgery to kick a field goal. Uh, what? I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm not going to give the guy a pass. He was great last year. Brian Dable was amazing. People's champ. Coach of the year. It was ahead of schedule, got him in the playoffs. They won a playoff game. He has stunk this year. Period. That's it. Has stunk. Two out of the last three weeks, winnable games. They should have won three in a row. They should be heading into a game that they could win against the Raiders, and we'd be talking about the Giants riding the ship. We'd be talking about the Giants in a different light right now. But we're not because we've coached cowardly over the last couple weeks. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer, Lugie, here on the Lugauer. I got you to 750. More of your giant calls coming up. Why good luck Buck will give a lot of good vibes to the Mets in the future. And why anybody even knows what's going on with this dopey in-season tournament right here on the fan. 653 here on the fan on the Lugauer. Tommy Lugauer. Lugie. So, reportedly, Craig Council's going to make a decision whether it's going to be the Brewers, whether it's going to be the Mets. Apparently, the report out there is that, you know, if the Mets pony up, if Steve Cohen ponies up, then Craig Council will be here. Well, coming up next hour, I'm going to let you know why it does not matter who the next manager of the Mets is going to be because the Mets are going to have great success because of one reason, and we will get into that next hour here on the Lug Hour. But back to your Giants calls, 877-337-6666. Dave is in New London. What's up, Dave? Hey, Luke. How you doing, buddy? Good, dude. How's it going? Yeah, great show, man. Way to always bring the energy. Thank I you. Just want to, uh, I got uh, two quick points about Giants coaching personnel, Yeah, and then uh, you know, I'll enjoy the show. If you actually understand what offensive line play looks like, Evan Neal's technique, I don't know what he did this summer. It still looks terrible. The yeah. fact that he's turning his shoulders almost immediately, not staying square to the line of scrimmage is like youth ball type of stuff. Yeah. And second, the fact that the Giants put a guy out there, they didn't trust to throw the ball in the rain. Amazing. It's embarrassing. Yep. I don't care where he's from. I agree. We need new guys in personnel making better decisions. I hope you enjoy your night. David, spot on. And again, it's nothing against Touchdown Tommy. By the way, amazing name, local guy, went to Syracuse. This is not a, nothing against Tommy. Let Tommy throw. I don't know if he could throw the ball forward or not. Can you at least try? I mean, it is just ridiculous. You have a kicker going out there that can't kick. You got a backup quarterback out there that you don't trust to throw the ball forward. Tyrod Taylor is a guy with a with a history of injuries. So what happens if he goes down? Like, did they not think of that? If Tyrod Taylor gets hurt, what are we going to do? Hand the ball off every time or dump it off to Saquon? So the idea that they, you know, didn't defer in overtime, right? Like, they didn't give the ball to the Jets and maybe get a turnover from Zach or a short field or whatever. They take the ball, and then they don't do anything. They gave up. That is embarrassing, ridiculous, frustrating, everything on the line, season on the line, and they play like that. And you think they're just going to waltz into Vegas with that uh, the Raiders and Antonio Pierce and his first head coach game, and they're going to just be a totally different team, and they're going to be the team from last year? I'd love to see it. I just don't think it's happening. 877-337-6666. Pat is in suffering. What's up, Pat? Loogie. Yo. Hey, I like the alliteration there, the uh, touchdown, Tommy, being a uh, oh, yeah. English teacher. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I love but, um, I wanted to say, I wanted to just give you um, 
a, a little perspective. I, I'm a Bills fan, and mm-hmm. uh, I watched that game against uh, the Bills, and I'm yeah. like, you know, I mean, like I saw Spopper Dave, you know, he was our sure. OC up yeah, as there. You, as you should, by the way, and, he uh, did you know, a good job he there. He seems like a good guy, and yeah. I, I, you know, I really, I really hate some of these people who hammer some of these people and everything, but um, yeah. I think you're being fair, and um, and plus, I love you. I think you're hysterical to listen to, but um, you're great. But the thing is, um, I, I watched that game. You know, my perspective was, yeah. Holy crap! Thank God he wasn't running like this against the Bills because he would have freaking blown us out by three touchdowns. Yeah, because he really he had his groove there. He he had it going on. No, he and did, I- Pat. And I got to run. I appreciate all the kind words because I'm up against it here. He did. He had everything going on. The team was cooking. Ba- uh, Saquon was cooking. And uh, again, on fourth and inches against the Bills, they don't go for it. So he's coaching scared and cowardly and not to win. And I don't understand it because the guy I saw last year would not have done that. The guy this year is totally different. They had a chance to beat the Bills. They had a chance to beat the Jets. They had a chance to win three in a row. Totally changed the season. And they didn't because the head coach didn't coach aggressively and to win. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer, Lugie here on the Lugauer. Coming up, more of your calls on the Giants, the in-season tournament. I'll try to figure out what the hell is going on with that and why the Mets are in good shape no matter what manager they hire. Right here on The Fan. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in in a few minutes. (laughs) Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yeah, 7.04 here on the fan. Tommy Lugauer, Lugie on the Lugauer. Of course, Perfect Strangers, the theme song for the franchise. Shane Douglas, the leader of the triple threat, along with the late, great Bam Bam Bigelow, the late, great Chris Candido, one of the more underrated stables in wrestling history, of course, in ECW. Shane Douglas, the franchise, and what made ECW great was they used real songs like this. I think this is Deep Purple, I want to say, is the band, uh, Perfect Strangers. Um, So, yeah, the ability, I'm getting a thumbs up, to use real music. It really made a connection to the wrestler, to the fans, and that's one of the best wrestling theme songs right there. The franchise, Shane Douglas, the leader of the triple threat. We'll get back to your Giants calls here in one moment at 877-337-6666. But first, the Met managerial situation, in case you're just tuning in, Craig Council reportedly will make a decision within the next couple days. I assume it'll be tomorrow when I'm golfing and Evan will be texting me and being a pain in the ass. That's what I'm expecting. So it'll happen. I'm I'm teeing off around 11 a.m. So I fully expect Council to make a decision around 1130 on hole number one or number two. And Rosenberg's looking at me on the other side of the glass because he didn't get an invite. And I'm going to have to hear about it during a break. So might as well do it on the air. You didn't get invited, Paul. I'm sorry. No, I did. Oh, you did. Are you coming? I know about this. Are you coming? I'm working. Okay. Uh, Whatever. I know. I, you I take golf and come week. golfing. So I'm sorry. You got You got to come golfing. Anyway, I'll be golfing. So that's when it'll be happening. And uh, that's when it'll happen. And uh, Evan will annoy me. Anyway, the point is this. Whether Craig Council chooses the Mets, whether he chooses the Brewers, let's go with the scenario that he chooses the Brewers. 
it does not matter who the Mets hire as their next manager because for the first time probably in their entire history, luck is on the side of the Mets. That's right. Luck is on the side of the Mets. Why? Because Buck Showalter was their manager these previous last couple of years. And Buck Showalter, in case you don't know the history of Buck Showalter, he managed the Yankees. He left. They won multiple World Series. He managed the Diamondbacks. He left. They won a World Series. He managed the Rangers. He's gone. They win a World Series. He even managed the Orioles. They're one of the best young teams in all of baseball. He is good luck buck. When he leaves, the team he leaves ultimately wins a World Series. We have luck on our side. You, I, Met fans, luck on our side because of good luck buck. It does not matter who the manager is next. It doesn't matter. I can manage the team. Good luck, Buck. Good luck is on the side of the Mets. And if you don't get the reference, Good Luck Chuck is a movie starring Dane Cook. So look it up. You'll get the reference. I'm not going to explain it to you. Waste your time on the air with that. But Good Luck Buck is here. He's gone. And the Mets have good fortune finally on their side with Good Luck Buck. 877-337-6666. Dan is in Randolph. What's up, Dan? Lou Gower, that was terrible. I'm a Mets fan. What do you mean that's terrible? <laughs> How's that terrible? Good luck, Buck. It, no, I have data to, to back it up. I did my homework. I know, I know. I, I want to believe. I, it was a stretch with the Orioles. Hopefully, well, look, it's a stretch with the Rangers too. He managed them like 15 years ago, and they won a World Series. But we, you know, we like to stretch things here. Dude, I'll take it. I'll take I'll it. I'll bang no, that drum. Um, Don't fuck. worry. <laughs> I, I, I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, quick thing just on the Giants. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I, I was nervous about was the coaching yeah. with Dave Ball. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get out coached. That may have been one of the worst coaching games I've ever seen. And, and you nailed it on the head. How do you have a backup quarterback that can't throw the ball? That's embarrassing. After that, it, yeah, and after that, it kind of reminded me of, like, Philly-San uh, Francisco game where it was like, we know what they're doing. But it was worse in the sense that the Jets couldn't stop it. So here's my issue: is like you got fourth down, you got Graham Gano has to get surgery. He already missed a field goal. Yeah. Just go for it, and then no one's talking about this. Wink, what are you doing? You're playing prevent defense. You've been smoking Zach Wilson yeah. the whole time, and then you play prevent. So here's my issue, and I want your guys' thoughts on this: is he had a masterclass coaching? Back in 2022. Now he's gone. It's almost looking like he's like the Todd Bowles. Like he's not good right now. So what are your thoughts? What do you think moving forward? What is Dayball? Is he 2022 or is he 2023? Uh, In the middle. I think that's always the best way to go with things. He's somewhere in the middle. Last year, people's champ, coach of the year, aggressive. This year, I think we would all, even though I had high expectations for the team, A lot of us out there, you, myself, we had high expectations for the Giants, rightfully so, off a a Super Bowl, off a playoff win, off a nice year, ahead of schedule. But in some ways, in the back of your mind, you knew, all right, this is a honeymoon. The problem is, this is the type of honeymoon where your flight gets delayed, then canceled, then you have to rebook it, then they lose your luggage, then you get to Aruba, it rains for a week. Yeah, you could have sex a lot because it's raining, but you don't get a suntan. So you're sitting there and you're like, coach, what are we doing here? What the hell are we doing? So I just have a hard time believing that the guy last year was a fraud and is never coming back. But this year, they're just a mess. Like they've reverted back to what they were in previous regimes. And I absolutely don't get it. And I refuse to believe that it's over for Brian Dable. It's over for Joe Shane. No, because they have last year and they have last year to hang their hat on. This year's a total mess. I don't see it getting any better. Like I said, I think wins is actually a bad thing for the franchise right now, the future of the franchise. And I understand you never know in the draft. I don't want to crown a a quarterback coming out of college or anything like that. But I just think right now the Giants need a little bit of a reset, right? Ahead of schedule. They're they're still ahead of schedule in the sense that when Dable and when Shane came in, I think a lot of Giant fans thought, all right, have a bad year, get rid of Jones, draft a new quarterback, and in a couple of years, we'll start to make the playoffs. They made the playoffs last year. Now they're having a bad year. So they're still in that sort of, like, you know, rebuilding period. Remember, the Giants were awful for years after that the boat uh, playoff game, the one against the Packers. Like, they were bad. Like, the season would be over in September. It was 
awful, awful, awful football. Not scoring on offense, losing a million games, bottom of the barrel, expansion level garbage for years. Dable saying come in, they sort of reset the program. They get to the playoffs, all well and good. They're ahead of schedule. They take several steps back this year, but I'm not ready to fire anybody. I'm not ready to say neither good. And that's not just because I don't want to keep continuing. Look, you need continuity in the NFL to win. Look at the teams that win. It was Belichick and Brady for years. Now it's Reed and Mahomes. You need continuity, head coach, and your quarterback. You need them to grow old together. So I'm not ready to just start changing the head coach and the GM. But I got to see a lot more out of Brian Dable and more of what I saw last year because this year has been absolutely awful. 877-337-6666. Stan in Westport. What's up, Stan? Hey, Lugie. It's great to hear you. I'm glad you got a longer gig tonight, just like Joe did on the weekend. You got four hours. And I, my fantasy is you guys are together someday, but I guess... Well, I don't want to speak for remain Joe. A fantasy. I don't want to speak for Joe, but I think Joe's days of doing anything full-time he are, are told in the back. Me, right I know, I know. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I think, first of all, you're spot on on all of it. You know, whether people like it or not, or they you know feel bad at the organization, but they're, you know, they are closed shop they cover up and you know here's the thing analyzing the wins is very useful for how bad we are yeah and and when i say that i mean think about it washington was that was like a giant-esque performance they were so bad in every area and played 60 minutes of terrible football. So that win doesn't even really register. And the Cardinals, those are the only two wins we got. Yeah, I mean, the look, Cardinals, I mean, the second they, half. Yeah, the second half. The first it. half, they were on the ropes, the Giants. Second half, they woke up. Look, I'm not going to discredit that win, especially early in the year. The Cardinals were spunky. I thought the win, they beat Dallas. So I thought that was a nice win. Washington, always a get right spot. I thought they should have. Thanks for the call, Stan. And I appreciate the kind words, as always, my friend. I, uh, I thought they should have beat them by more. If you take out the the Thibodeau, he should have had a pick six. The muff punt by Shepard, the fumble by Saquon, that score should have been more in the favor of the Giants. Like, they made mistakes. But again, bad teams make bad mistakes. We know that. So, yeah, you just haven't seen an impressive stretch. And that's why, I'm sorry, if you think they're going on a run, you're delusional. Because they've done nothing this year to prove that they're going to start, you know, ringing off win after win after win. I don't care if the schedule gets easier. Guess what? You know what the other teams are saying? We got the Giants this week. Great. That's awesome. I'm sorry. I hate to say that. And it pains me to say that. But that's the reality of it. Because the quarterback is not right. We know that. And I don't think the time off is going to help him. I just don't see him connecting. Waller is not going to be out there. Barkley back is huge. If Andrew, Andrew Thomas comes back, that's huge. The offensive line is still in a situation where I don't feel totally comfortable with it. I feel better, but I still, here's the thing. The offensive line was awful, historically awful when Jones was the quarterback. Taylor gets in there, even Tommy DeVito, it played better. We need to see, I need to see, you need to see this offensive line play well with Jones as the quarterback. Because it could go right back to being as bad as it was early in the year. And if that's the case, they are going to get smoked again. They are. And the Raiders are not a good team. Aiden O'Connell, the guy out of Purdue, is not exactly going to you know light it up, I'm sure. Devontae Adams, I don't expect them to put up a ton of points. It's going to be similar to what we've seen the last couple of weeks. Low scoring, defense, kicking, special teams, all the stuff, the little things the Giants have not done this year. What they did last year, the little things, being aggressive. Being good on special teams, hitting kicks, they've not done that. You need to do that in the NFL because most of these games are close. They just don't have it this year. That's why I don't see them going on a run. Chris in Westfield. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, Moogie? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I uh, again, I'm a diehard Jet fan, but uh, in my family, it's a house divided, half Giants, half Jets. Nice. I'm watching the game, and every time the Giants ran the football, it reminded me, you've seen the water boys when they're playing in the championship? Yeah. It's when... Um, I forget, like, you know, Waterboy's on one team and on the other team. They yeah, Bobby Boucher. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Bobby Boucher, the other team uh, where he used to be the Waterboy for, they just kept taking knees throughout the game. That was what the Giants were doing on offense, it seems. They just kept running it. It didn't work, but the Jets couldn't do anything, and they had the lead, and, you know, with 24 seconds left, I thought the Giants were... Everyone thought they were going to yeah, win Yeah, no, game. after that Kayvon sack, the game was over. They had a 99.9% chance to win based on those yep. whatever dopey advanced stats. The, the game was over. The game was 
over. And I understand playing it a certain way up until that cave on sack. I totally get that. The weather's bad. You know, we're talking movies here. I think of any given Sunday when the late great Jim Brown said, we got a third-string quarterback that ain't going to produce you-know-what. I can't say what he said, but he said a, a bad word that I would get in trouble for. That's what he said, and that's where the Giants ran. And no disrespect, Tommy DeVito, great name, local guy, Syracuse guy. I mean, that's a little bit of a knock on him. But, you know, local guy, great name. Bottom line is this. They got to a point where they should have won the game. They should have been aggressive. They weren't. They paid for it. And when it got to overtime, for some reason, they get the ball, and they don't even try which is frustrating, infuriating. You deserve better. I deserve better. We all deserve better because it doesn't matter if you win or you lose, but you got to try, right? It's cliche. Leave it all on the field. They didn't. The head coach failed all of us because he wasn't aggressive at the end of the game and he didn't even, he gave up in overtime. Should have beat the Bills, should have beat the Jets, should have three wins in a row, and we'd be having a totally different discussion here on a Friday on The Fan on the Lou Gower. 877-337-6666. More of your calls coming up. Giants, Mets managerial situation, and I will try, I will try when we get back to wrap my head around the NBA in-season tournament right here on The Fan. Yeah, 724. Here on the fan, Tommy Lugauer, Lugie. Here on the Lugauer, got you to 7.50 tonight. Chris and Tim are in Chi-Town, Nets, Bulls, and the start of this dopey in-season tournament. I'm sorry, I retract that statement. The stupid in-season tournament. Okay, I'm. I'm just. I'm. Po- I, look, I don't know what's going on here. I'm. Sh- I, I'm normally not a get off my lawn type of guy. I'm. Th- what am I now? Thirty seven. Thirty eight. I'm thirty eight years old. I'm thirty three years old. I'm actually thirty eight years old. So I'm thirty eight years old. I'm not. But if I was seventeen, I probably would love this thing. I'd be like, this is awesome. It's an in-season tournament. Let's go. I have no idea what's going on. And some of you listening right now have no idea what I'm talking about because you're like, what the hell is the in-season tournament? First things first. When I heard about the in-season tournament, and I knew they were starting it this year, I'm like, all right, cool, in-season tournament. It's probably going to start around December, January, February. It's starting now. We're five games in. In In-season? It's the start of the season. So why would the in-season tournament be four or five games into the season? That doesn't really make a ton of sense here. Maybe that's, you know, splitting hairs, but that's weird. So the in-season tournament is actually at the very, very beginning of the season. Okay, that's number one. Number two, they're doing these, like, dopey courts. Who cares? Honestly, I I, I don't care. I don't. I just want to see the Knicks win. You just want to see the Knicks win. You just want to see the Nets win. You don't care what the court looks like, I'm sure. Um, I'm not, Do they have, like, weird uniforms for this, too? I, I, honestly, like I said, if I was 17, 21, younger, I'd probably be into this. You know what I mean? It would be either be porn or the in-season tournament. I mean, probably both. But, like, so I wouldn't be like that. I'm, stop. I, that's probably what I'd be locked in on. But I just don't get it. It's dopey. It's stupid. I don't get the rules. Evan was trying to explain it to me. I lost interest within 30 seconds. All I know is this. The Knicks are going to do damage. They're playing the Bucs tonight. It's a big test. It's a game I want to see them win. The Knicks have been sluggish to start the year. Back-to-back against the Cavs. They slept, walked in the second game. Julius Randle, who I love, who I support, has been awful, has not been hitting shots. He hasn't been great. The Knicks bench has played very, very well. I like what I see out of the bench. The starters, not so much. R.J. Barrett out again tonight. So I just want to see them put on a good performance against the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the top contenders in the East. That's all I care about. And as far as the Nets, the Bulls have gotten off to a slow start. The Nets, if you talk to Evan, they should be 4-0. But in reality, they're 2-2. Two two. They've gotten off to a nice start. As a Nets fan, you just want to see them beat the Bulls. I'm sorry. I mean, this is not so. This is what I'm thinking. If you win this in-season tournament, which I don't know when it ends, I don't know what the. I have no. I have no idea what's going on with it. I'll probably pick up a little more knowledge as we go here. But if you win the in-season tournament, if you are like the Knicks, number one, you can't. No banner. Absolutely no way. What do we have? Like a parade for this? I'm sorry. Like this is only. And I'm the Nets. If they same thing for them. Like, it has to be such an obscure franchise to win, to put up a banner, to make a big deal about it. Imagine if LeBron James wins this and they put up a banner. That's uh, about three weeks' worth of topics on national TV and national radio. LeBron James is being excited about winning the in-season tournament. Now, 10, 15, 20, I assume this is every year they're doing this. 10, 15, 20 years from now, this might be a big deal. It might matter. It might I think of the WBC, which I still don't care about, but I understand people caring about it. But in a lot of ways, that's about 
countries and pride and stuff like this. I'm playing, it's still the Knicks. I still want to see the Knicks win. I don't care if they win the in-season tournament. To me, it's regular season games. So I appreciate the effort on the NBA's part. I appreciate trying something different, something innovative, something creative. I just don't get it. I don't care. I don't think I will care. I love the NBA. I love basketball, but I don't, I'm not into it. Now, maybe as we go, I'll get more into it, and maybe some of you are into it. I'm just not. I don't fully get the rules. I don't fully don't get what's going on. And I wonder how many people that are big NBA fans even realize that this is the in-season tournament. Like, if you're sitting down tonight and you're getting ready and the Knicks, uh, you know, tip off here in a few minutes, the Nets, that we'll have it here on the fan in about a half an hour. Do you even realize the in-season tournament is starting? Does anybody actually know that? I, I, I mean, look. It's dopey and stupid for now until further notice. I, I, I'm, I'm open. I'm, I'm very open-minded. If it's cool, if it's awesome, I'm, I'll be down. I will not celebrate it. I will not be into it. You know, maybe to mock Evan, and jokingly I will. But as far as, like, really deep down, I don't care if they win. To me, they're just regular season. They're wins, and we go from there. 877-337-6666. Chris in Franklin Square. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, Tommy? Yo, what's up? Love the show. Thank you. Oh, listen, I always thought the NBA season was kind of <laughs> in tournament season. Like, that's what the whole thing's about. Yeah. Like, you, you play the season, and <laughs> the winners are the winners. But right. I, I would think that at the end of the season, there would be a better chance for the teams who are at the bottom of the barrel, maybe the team who comes out of it, you know, goes to the playoffs. The yeah, you mean like bottom. having some kind of incentive? Because right now, I believe it's just cash incentive. That's it. And maybe this is a way, and as I'm thinking this through, and I'm sure this has been brought up, it's a way to get you know, James Harden to play. Like, I I guess, because there's incentive to win that, there's incentive to make money. So you're, you know, one of the biggest issues or one of the biggest uh, perceptions about the NBA is a lot of these guys either fake injuries or they don't feel like playing or they have rest days and they they don't, and that's that's not good for the product. And you want the regular, oh, and the regular season doesn't mean as much. So it's adding intrigue to the regular season while giving the players extra motivation to play that I understand that angle, but as a fan, I'm just not into it. I don't get it, and I don't look at it that way. I just look at it like the Knicks are playing the Bucks. It's a big test. It's a game I want to win. I, at the very least, I'm even cool with a moral victory. I just want to see a little bit better than what I saw the other night where they slept walk against the Cavs. That's what I'm looking at. And I assume as a Nets fan, you're thinking the same thing. Like you're playing the Bulls. The Nets in theory, could be 4-0. They've gotten off to a nice start. They're 2-2. Two two. You want to pick up a W. You're not thinking about the in-season tournament. You're not thinking about your bracket or there's like the World Cup. So from a fan, I, I, I'd be stunned if you get into it. But I get, I do get it from a league's perspective of trying. I appreciate the effort. We're going to see if it works. Like, right? Like, I may look like an idiot or I may look right here. So we're going to find out here. Uh, whenever, whenever it ends, in a month or so. I have no idea when it ends. 877-337-6666. Andrews and Shirley... What's up, Andrew? Tommy, it doesn't always work out that I'm able to even uh, talk to you. The timing never works out. So I'm glad to have me on. Yeah, likewise. Um, yeah, so about the end season, a couple things, two things. I kind of hope the Knicks don't win, if that makes sense. I'm a diehard Knicks yeah. fan. Just because I don't need to hear it all season, like, you know, we're waving the fake banners. I know. We, that's the only thing to be excited yeah. about. The media yeah. will clown us all the time. Big I kind of hope, like, the Nuggets win. You know what I mean? To validate it instantaneously, first year in, that the champions are well, the I think I think won. the Warriors or Lakers would be even funnier. Can you imagine LeBron James winning the in-season tournament? Yeah. Uh, it's so great. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, exactly. stuff like that would be cool. Or a team like... OKC or like Minnesota or some like Chicago where it's like, ah, whatever, fine. Not good for them. Chicago's probably a bad example. But like one of those teams was like, all right, good for them. They won. That's awesome. Great. Whatever. Orlando. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. One way to add excitement, though, other than a top team immediately winning it so it validates that, you know, good teams win this thing, yeah. is they should make it so that you automatically get a spot in the play. In a caller brought that up. Like, really something like that where it matters. Because they're playing regular season games, so it's not like it's a gimmicky thing. These are regular season games, so having something like that at the end of the rainbow, that would get the fans more invested because now mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, wow, if we win this, it's another road to the playoffs. And that, Andrew, I appreciate the call. appreciate you talking to me, and hopefully we could talk more in the future. Yeah, that would give fans more incentive to watch this and be into it. That's the other thing. We're talking about TV ratings. We're talking about going to the games. We're talking about the NBA, which I love, has a little bit of a problem because we all know this. 
more more often than not, the topics are you know only fan models and July in the off season. Uh, that sucks and load management. So you got to get away from that stuff, and you want to bring more intrigue to the regular season. You want fans to care. You want higher ratings. You want the players to care. So you create something like this to bring up intrigue. We're talking about it right now, four or five games into the season. So it is a good idea. I'm not sure if it will work, but I think adding extra things to it is smart because you allow the players and the fans to get more invested. And if you start, what makes the NFL so great is because every game matters, right? We know in baseball, it's like, uh, Mets are playing the Brewers in Milwaukee. I'll go to the beach. Like, you you know, I mean, look, unless you're Evan. I mean, you're not locked in on all these games. You know that. And if you are, I, I advise you get a life. But you got you to gotta realize that the regular season is just, eh. But the NFL, every game matters. NBA has that problem, too, because, you know, Guys are out, or there's too many games, or, you know, whatever reason. So adding a little intrigue to the regular season, I like the idea. I'm just not sure 100% it's going to work. Harrison, Jersey City, what's up? What's up, Loogie? Thanks for getting me on, bro. Of course, dude. Thanks for calling. First and foremost, I want to give you some flowers. I listen a lot on the midday. Never really try to get on, but, dude, I think you're really funny, man. Thank you. I really appreciate your sense of humor on it. Appreciate Um, it. I don't know if a lot of people give you that, but regardless... This NBA tournament, I, I hear you. Uh, I'm kind of in that same boat, but I do like it, I think, a little bit more than you. I definitely hear you in the sense that I want to like it, Harrison. Right. I want to like it. I'm just not sure yeah. how to like it yet, if that makes sense. It's like, my perspective, like, if any league, American Sports League, was going to do it, it was going to be the NBA. Like, this screams, like, FIFA to me, like, soccer. It does. I, mean, that, I brought like up the, the World Cup before. World Cup. It, yeah, and I love soccer as far as World Cup soccer. Like, I'm not into it all the time. But I love mm-hmm. the World Cup. But I also think it's a lot about, that's like your countries. That's like, like a lot of pride there. This is just, to me, like the regular season for the Knicks or Nets. So I, I get what you're saying, but it does have that soccer feel to it. Yeah, you could compare it to, like, I guess, like the Champions League. Day. Sure. Because they have a similar format where it's like group play, and yeah. then you go into this knockout stage. I think you're spot on, though. They should have put this around, like, Christmas time. It's crazy that it's, like, this NBA season just started, and now they're in this, like, first ever conference. Right. Like, in season, it's just the start of the season, and we're still excited about seeing our teams and our players to play in regular season games. Right around Christmas time, that would actually be perfect to kick it off on Christmas, which is a big day for the NBA. I know the NFL is playing this year, fine. But it's still, when you think Christmas, you think of the NBA. That's a perfect time to start it because you need something fresh there, and that would be fresh, you know, sort of closer to the midseason point. That's true because, yeah, the NBA is so fresh. Like, everyone's invested already. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the third quarter part of the season, halfway through. I agree. And half the teams are taking nights off. Yeah, Luki. No, I'm absolutely, you, Harrison. That, 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 and thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate the kind words. And um, most people think I'm funny except for my wife. So what, what I would say is this. I like the idea of doing it middle of the season adding a little more intrigue, adding a little more excitement. When you need that reset, right? We need it. It's cold at most places. The winter, I think that's a good time to ramp it up. I don't like it early in the year. I don't think anybody's ready for it. I don't think anybody is there for it, the promotion for it. Like December, right around Christmas, perfect time. Now, look, it's the first year for this, right? It's not set in stone. You see how it goes. You make changes to it. You make adjustments. I don't say if it stinks in one year, you get rid of it. You do different things. Now, you brought up the soccer stuff with the Champions League. I, I, I would call Tiki. He's partying on Bourbon Street in New Orleans right now, so highly unlikely he's answering my phone call, but he's a big soccer guy. What I would ask him is, in the Champions League, stuff like that, are there penalties, right? Like, if you don't make it, if you get knocked out in your, in your pool, are there penalties? And if you win, like, that's the stuff, incentives. I get the cash part of it. I get paying the players if they win, paying the coaches if they win. But penalties if you lose or even bigger incentives if you win. That's how you're really going to get these guys to care. That's how you're really going to get the fans to be invested. Evan, if you missed it on Evan and Tiki earlier today at 6 o'clock hour, he had, I think it's a great idea, it's never happening. His idea was you pay the fans if they win. So what that means is, okay, Based off of last season, and and listen, I love Evan, but this is Evan's thinking about himself in mind, which is totally fine because he goes to a lot of games. If you go to, like, say, nine or ten games, you get paid per game based on last year. Team wins the end-season tournament this year. You get paid off for that. 
So as a fan, you're very invested. Look, we all love money, right? You're not really betting on the game, but you're into the game. You're into the in-season tournament because you get paid. Now, we did a quick, rough math, rough, you know, uh, mathematical equation here, and we figured it would cost Adam Silver in the league roughly $34 million. So that's a little pricey, even for the NBA. So I don't see that happening, but that's a good idea at least. Like, Evan's on to something there where, hey, and I thought about that just in general. In sports, forget about NBA in-season tournament. Paying the fans, that's interesting because we are invested as it is. But I've said this all the time when it comes to emotional hedging, when it comes to my fantasy teams. If the Mets don't make the World Series, Steve Cohen does not send me a check for Christmas. All right? There's nothing under the tree that says, to Tommy from Steve Cohen. Okay? There isn't. So it would be nice as fans to get paid. I actually like this idea. You may hear more of this on the Lou Gower next week. But I got to go to break. More of your calls, Giants, in-season tournament, plenty of stuff. We got about 10 minutes left in the show before I hand it off to Chris and Tim out in Chicago. Nets, Bulls, right here on The Fan. You know, I mean... You gotta show a little, I mean, just show a little respect here as we are only a few minutes away from handing it off to Chris and Tim in Chicago. Nets, Bulls, the start of the in-season tournament, and Rosie starts playing Alan Parsons' project. North Carolina! I can't, but, but you talk about a song. As a Nick fan, I'm 38, growing up in the 90s, that haunted my freaking Dreams having to hear this dopey song being played as now, Scotty Pippen from a school no one's ever heard of. God, that's a lower that, lower it, 877 Yes, it is the in season tournament. Great last segment. Couple things uh, just to tie a bow on it. In season, we're four or five games in. The in season tournament should start around December. There should be more incentives, not just cash, maybe certain things about far as making the playoffs, penalties if you don't win, stuff like that, and to incentivize the fans, maybe like Evan said, pay them out. Like I said, Adam, if you're listening, Adam Silver, it's only going to cost you $34 million, give or take. Just give or take. You want to round up and round down, that's your prerogative. It's a tax write off anyway, I'm sure. Anyway, Giants, big one out in Vegas. If you're out there in Vegas, somehow you're listening to me, enjoy Encore Beach Club. Number one thing should be on your list. Let's go out to Ryan in Terrytown. Ryan, what's up? Hey, man, back today. Here, my yeah. call. Um, a giant season ticket holder. I was really excited going into the season until the arrows taken out of my balloon at 40 to nothing against the Cowboys. But if we don't start winning now, yeah. I have no hope uh, for uh, next year. Why is that? Why do you have no hope for next year? I don't year, think though? there's a magic pill over the summer that's going to change if they can't put together, you well, know, 600, you know what I'm saying, uh, winning percentage. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I, so. Ryan, this is where I would disagree with you is that I saw last year a team with a healthy Daniel Jones, with a healthy Saquon Barkley, with a healthy Andrew Thomas. They made the playoffs. Now, I do believe Saquon Barkley was not traded because they are working on a long term deal. So I think Saquon's going to be the running back of the Giants for a few more years here. And we could debate, we have a long time to debate whether that's the right decision or not. That's a topic for another day. But I do believe that's happening. Andrew Thomas, we know, has been hurt most of the year. So I don't think that the Giants need to start winning games here to give you confidence going into next season. If anything, I think wins hurt them at this point. And I know that sucks. I know that's a crappy conversation to have in early November. But that's where we're at right now. The season was on the line on Sunday. The coach, Brian Dable, has not played the win. He's been cowardly. He's been gutless. I'm just calling it like I see it. He's not been aggressive. It was embarrassing. Gano needs knee surgery. He's out there trying to make kicks. They've been awful with injuries. I don't know why Andrew Thomas was not put on IR. Now Waller's hurt. Gano, you had a backup quarterback on Sunday that can't throw or they don't trust to throw the ball forward. They've been dysfunctional. But I don't think wins puts it together to make you feel confident going into next year. Because I still look at last year. And I do think the Giants are somewhere in the middle there. And there are things they have to address, 100%. They have to evaluate whether Daniel Jones is the future quarterback. And I know everybody loves to bring up the contract and he got the bag. There are outs. They are not married to him. They are not tied to him. They need to evaluate whether they're going to go with DJ and he's going to be the future quarterback. So there are things there. There are things to be excited about on defense. Tay Banks, Kayvon, Dexter, they, Okarake, they have young stud guys on defense. Jalen Hyatt, I think, will be better in year two as far as opening up the offense. 
Andrew Thomas, we know if he's healthy. Like, there are still things. Like, this year's just been a mess. You know what? Sometimes it just goes that way in sports. Sometimes it just does. And the Giants are just having an off, bad year. And I don't think stringing together a couple of wins against bad teams down the stretch is going to matter. It's going to be a thing. It's going to make you feel more confident going into next year. It's just a bad year. And they got to chalk it up to that. And the coach needs to have some self-reflection and some self-evaluation in the offseason and go, I need to be more like the guy last year. The guy that was aggressive, the guy that coached to win, not the cowardly lion, right? He's got to go to the Wizard of Oz. I've done enough shtick tonight, but that one was funny, so I added it in there. He's got to go see the Wizard of Oz in the offseason and get back his courage because he doesn't have it right now, and he needs to find it because the Giants are not this bad. And they are much more like the team that went to the playoffs last year. That'll do it for me. My thanks to Triple V on the other side of the glass. Chris and Tim are coming up next. Nets, Bulls, in-season tournament. Let's go, baby. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the Giant game. We will have plenty of Giant talk on Monday, plus the Jets, Monday Night Football against the Chargers. Enjoy it all. We will talk to you Monday at 2 o'clock. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.